everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom Boss Maximizer. I am so excited for today's episode because we have our first guest and this is a special one because it is October. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and there's a lot to talk about. So Miss Lauren Tronco, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we have a lot to talk about. So I want to get right into it. Tell us what you do, who you are, and a little about your story. I know. Um, So I work at the YWCA, Northeastern New York. Um, I'm a chief development officer. I've been there 10 years, and this is the first time I've been in a role where I'm kind of on the other side of programs and doing fundraising and events and working with donors and networking in the community. And I've met, like, the most incredible people. Mm. Um, And I feel like everything in my life has kind of brought me to this point. Mm. Um, And I just love all the authentic connections that I've been getting in this new role now that I'm, like, out of the building and able to meet so many people. Um, But I grew up in South Colony, um, graduated in 2001. Hell yeah. (laughs) Look at us. Uh, 40. (laughs) It's coming. Are you already 40? Yeah, I'm 41. (laughs) God. <laughs> so mine's coming. November 21st, I'll be 40, so I'm, like, counting down the days. Um, but I, after after high school, I left and moved to Tampa, Florida to go to college, and that was, like, the best decision I ever made was to get out of mm. my hometown and go live somewhere else and meet people from all around the world and just get such a different experience. Um, Tell me this really quick. Yeah. Can I interrupt you? Yeah. How much did you go to the beach when you went to a school oh, on the beach? So... <laughs> I feel like that should have been the first red flag for my parents. I was like, I want to go to college near the beach, right? No, that was mine. That's why I had to ask because that is a beautiful school. It's a beautiful school. It's a beautiful school. It's still about 30 minutes from like Clearwater and St. Pete Beach. So it wasn't like, you know, you walk out of your classroom. But they did have a great pool. Um, But we would go to the beach on the weekends. And believe it or not, in the winter, it does get too cold to go to the beach. And then in the summer, it's too hot to even like step on Mm -hmm. the sand in the water. It's so gross <laughs> in the summer down there. Um, but yeah, so went to school in, um, in Tampa, and I really thought I wanted to get into law enforcement. That's kind of what I went down there. I focused on criminology, psychology, all those courses about, um, I was just really interested by people and groups mm. of people and just the way that our society um, treats a lot of you know vulnerable people. So I kind of went down that road, and then after I graduated, I was taking different jobs, um, working with people struggling with substance abuse, mental health, uh, and, you know, I, I just felt really connected to people. Mm. I think that was something that came really naturally, um, and I started to go down the road of counseling because it felt natural, yeah. but honestly, I was in a counseling role, and once my own personal life, like I had like a breakup with a boyfriend or something, you know, traumatic at that age, mm-hmm. um, I found it really hard to absorb other people's, you know, trauma and problems, like, as, as a counselor, so I kind of thought, I think I could be the most impactful um, in, like, administration, mm-hmm. uh, looking at programs and filling in gaps or expanding programs, mm. um, ensuring the quality of service of programs, so I really started to move into different roles where I was kind of orchestrating the program, and, and that has been really, uh, that's worked well for me. And I really love, like, managing people and running teams and trainings and onboarding and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, I the YWCA has been a great place to, like, practice new skills and um, try new things. And it's okay to fail. You know, mm-hmm. it's a place where, like, it's okay to make a mistake. It's, all, it's not all going to be, like, you know, successful all the time. Um, but that's a great environment to, to, be, yeah. to be in when yeah. you can, like, make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, so yeah, I've been there 10 years, and it's hard to imagine being there another 10 years, but I also can't imagine myself anywhere else right now. Wow. So I, I love what the mission is for YWCA. We had an, our first time meeting, an incredible conversation almost a year ago, uh, and being in in that location, it was so powerful even just feeling the energy there from seeing the history and seeing the operations and even just the women are in there so tell us what the YWCA is and um you know what you provide sure so we're in a really really big old building in the stockade in Schenectady uh the building's 100 over 100 years old um and we have affordable housing for women and families that we provide uh over 100 women on any given day uh housing for. Wow. We also um, have two early learning centers and then we, our biggest program area is domestic violence. It's kind of what we've been called to do by the city of Schenectady. <clears throat> and so we have everything from a 24-hour phone hotline that we staff, our emergency shelter that mm. people can get out of like dangerous situations immediately, um, counseling for survivor for the children for the survivor and children together mm. we really try to wrap around our services and make it a one-stop shop for somebody um, advocacy in the courts child protective services um, and all those different places that are impacted by domestic violence in the city wow it's, it feels very heavy yeah how do you it yeah it? And, but in, in yeah. a you know but how do you navigate that like you know when you said from you when you first started getting into this mental yeah. health and counseling realm right, and right. taking on yeah. that yeah. you know it's how do how do you do that how do you balance that and not bring it home yeah it's it's definitely a learned skill. I think anybody mm-hmm. that's in this field, there is a lot of secondhand trauma. And mm-hmm. it's not like I can go home um, you know, to a partner or even a best friend that is not in this work. I'm not going to lay that on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's heavy stuff. Right. You don't want to go home and tell, tell them about the things that you've seen or heard. Um, so we really rely on each other. And I think over time, you do get used to kind of like you hang up your own stuff at the door, you know, you put a book bag on the, on the yeah. hook as soon as you walk into work with your own stuff because you're there to be there for other people when you walk in that building. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to kind of put your stuff aside and then the same thing when you leave, you've got to take off that baggage and leave it in the office. And re- I mean, again, I've been in this field a long time, mm-hmm. so it, it was not easy. I made lots of mistakes when I first started. I got way too invested, learned the importance of boundaries, you know, going above and beyond to help people. Um, and it really, I, it's really been, you know, a testament to good leadership and supervisors and a team that's supportive, um, you know, and understands really. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, I appreciate you saying that with creating those boundaries. Yeah. And I, when I was an educator for the young women in, at Leadership Charter High School, it was very difficult not to take that and want to help more outside of the institution. Yeah. So tell me, even like with your own personal experience, yeah. uh, you know, just know, sharing a little bit about your 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 history and being being involved in a tumultuous or tough yeah, relationship, yeah. but also yeah. connecting that with the mental health hat that you wear. Yeah. How do you, you know, how do you uh, how do you balance separate that? How do you separate that? that? Yeah. yeah. So. I never really sought out to be in the domestic violence field. That wasn't something that I, like, grew up passionate about or really had much knowledge about growing up. Um, but I had a relationship in my early 20s that 
it was very unhealthy, and I knew it was unhealthy. Um, it was, you know, I was with somebody that was really controlling. Um, I started to isolate from my friends because mm-hmm. it was easier to just not go out than to go out and have a fight with him in public and things like oh, that. Oh, I can relate. <laughs> I re- oh, wow. <laughs> it's very, it's yeah. very common. And, mm-hmm. I, and so, like, I was in this situation. I was living with him at the time, um, and I felt really stuck, and I started to see it go down a really unhealthy road. Um, and I remember, you know, the point where I was like, I need to get out. Um, he had come home and shown me that he had bought a gun. Mm. And there was, like, a feeling inside of me that I was just like, this isn't going to end well. Like, mm-hmm. I could just see it going away that I didn't feel safe anymore in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I tried to leave, but it was really hard, you know, the controlling, and yeah. I moved out. And eventually I left the state because I was like, I just, I feel like I need to, like, really get out of here. Mm. Um, and so I came back up t- up north um, after Florida. But it was, I think now it gave me such a good foundation for the work I'm doing now because I understand so completely why people like we always get the question out in public why, why do you stay why yes, didn't you why leave mm-hmm. but we why. ask ourselves that when we're in that situation yeah and there's so many reasons there's mm-hmm. so many reasons that people stay um and you know you put kids into the mix finances mm-hmm. you, the older you get families um employment you know relying on each other for certain things despite the abuse I mean there's so many codependence reasons. Yeah, so many reasons <laughs> so I you know I look back at my own situation and it's like a feeling that mm-hmm. I can empathize with yeah like even though I didn't stay in the relationship and it didn't go any further than than I let it get um I just remember the feeling of like not feeling safe right mm-hmm. that like feeling inside yep. of like yeah. I'm just not it doesn't feel safe anymore mm-hmm. um and then just feeling like really isolated and stuck and not knowing what to do next um, so, you know, when I meet the women that we work with now, uh, and we get men too, even though they're a YWCA, we yeah. really like to make sure that people understand that everyone is impacted by domestic violence. That's nice. I'm glad you yeah, yeah. shared that. Anybody, that. anybody that identifies as a victim and comes through our doors, we help. So mm. um, that's including shelter and all those services. So, um, you know, it, it's so widespread. Mm-hmm. Every time I go out to speak in public or I'm at a networking event, always always get somebody that comes up and shares their personal story about Mm. domestic violence whether they grew up in a home where there was domestic violence whether they were in a relationship whether they're currently in a relationship um we just shared on uh, instagram yesterday there's like a security alert that's going to be like a test signal that's going to go out on all the cell phone devices as like a like a i don't know if it's a state or a federal thing but like Uh an emergency testing system and so we posted like if you have hidden devices you know, just know that it's going to, like, if you have it on silent, it's going to bypass all that, and there will be a noise that goes off. And so, like, just wow. people on Instagram kind of interacting, like, I don't understand. Why would somebody have a hidden device? Or why? Yeah. And being, and the other people chimed in. They're like, some mm-hmm. people for safety need, like, a hidden device. Mm-hmm. And just to see people interacting with each other and informing each other um, was a really great conversation to witness this morning to wake up to. Wow. Um, yeah, you, there's just stuff that you don't think about. No, you know, your, no. Your and I, I love that you said about empathizing. Yeah. And I find that one of, it's very difficult. You know, a lot of people can sympathize, but empathizing and then being that brave courage voice for mm-hmm. women. Uh, you know, when I shared my story, it was one of the most freeing feelings to release and then have so many women reach out to me and tell me so there's so many more and I know there's listeners listening right now so yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is why I'm so happy to have you yeah. as the first guest here yeah. and especially for such an important 
month where we don't want to just make it just October, but we want to, you know, spread that awareness for everyone, including men. Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And for so many of our, I mean, so many of our staff have experienced domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, yeah, a job's a job, right? Like, yeah. everybody needs a job. Everybody needs a paycheck. We get that. Um, but we find so often in interviews or when people start, um, they disclose that they've either been through our services as a kid or they knew somebody that was in our shelter or they needed our services in the past. Um really see it make people better at the work that we do at the YWCA it's mm. like such a it puts the heart into the whole operation yeah. people feel so strongly about it yeah do you now is there anyone in your life any women in your life that inspired you to want to be empowering and leading women I have been blessed with like the most incredible supervisors in my life That's I awesome. swear to God my so starting like my mother was like alpha she just like ran yeah the whole house growing up um, and so, you know, after, as soon as my sister and I both left the house and I moved to Tampa, my parents split up. Um, what? I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you. More and more I learn about you. Our lives are so really? parallel. Is your sister older or younger? Older. So is older. mine. She's four, four and a half. And our, my parents split up once I went to college too. Things were just so different back then. Like, I feel like it was a business um, relationship that they had. Yeah. They were off to college and they were like. All right, we've done our wow. job. My palms are sweating more. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, I mean, it really was just like they, they trained us for life. Mm-hmm. And then they were like ready to walk. They were like, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, and yeah. now, I mean, all this time later, I can't even picture them married at this point. Yeah. They're so different. Um, but my mom totally like ruled the roost. You know? mm. um, and then my first job out of college, um, I had a great supervisor, uh, Robin was her name she again allowed me to like learn and fail Mm. and make mistakes and use it as like teaching moments and it never like made me turn away from the field or turn away from crisis it was always like I knew somebody had my back and I knew if I messed up like she was going to be there to like lean on and depend on um and I've been you know pretty lucky like I said with supervisors um at the YW there's so many strong women Mm. as you can imagine yeah I can't imagine Other other than really our maintenance team um, it's it's the majority of it is women. Yeah. And you would think like all women in an environment might be tough, it right? right. It yeah. It's catty. Mm-hmm. It gets, Drama. I was no. shocked mm. when I started there, and it is so. Op- I mean, of course things come up. Yeah. We're professionals. We mm-hmm. all talk about it. Um, but everyone has like the goal in mind. Like we're all there, and we always want to make everybody feel included and you know heard and seen. Um, and so that has been a really like fostering environment, just to try new things and learn new things. I mean. I put on a couple um, productions of the Vagina Monologues. <gasps> no way! I did. Wait, recently? Uh, so we do it You need week. to text I... me when these things, because <laughs> that was one of my favorite classes in college. <clears throat> it was, so, I never even saw the show. Um, so we did it in the early 90s in our gym in at the Y. Okay. So like, you know, people have been there a long time at the Y. Yeah. So someone was like, six years ago, they were like, well, why don't we try this again? And my boss looked at me and she said, do you want to, Okay. And I kind of just like took it and ran with it. And so we asked like really amazing women in the community to like read the monologues. And I got, you know, we went to proctors and it was like the best. And just like doing something like that, I could have fallen on my face. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so nerve wracking yeah, to be on I'm stage sure. and looking out at 400 people, you know, and it, it was great. It's been like one of the best experiences of my life was doing that. And I've done it three times now. Um, and just like the, the sisterhood that comes mm-hmm. out of it, of the cast and. 
um, seeing the, the crowd's faces and people coming up afterwards and talking about their stories with, you know, sexual assault yeah. or, you know, silly things that they, you know, they can mm. relate to with some of the sillier stuff, but um, it's just a very connecting experience and it was awesome. So, so actually I want to ask a question on, on this because when I took this class the intro to feminism yeah. class and I went to that play at yeah. UAlbany now when we're talking about feminists and this feminist yeah. movement yeah. do you feel that you're feminist or I know there's a lot of discussions yeah. on on this and if I'm just more I want to get more into that yeah. and understand it more about the controversial subjects right. around that and some people who say oh I am a feminist or you don't have to label yourself as a feminist right. in order to support yeah. certain movements yeah. and and topics and, right. and subjects right. I I think it's like one of those discussions where at the end of the day as long as you're promoting like choice autonomy mm, mm, um, yes empowerment like all those things like yeah. I don't you know whatever you want to call it or you don't want to call it um you know I I like to think of myself as a fem- feminist yeah. I would certainly promote the ideas of feminism um but I know like that that term like kind of backs people it away. does whoa, whoa. um but we I mean a lot of the men that have relationships with the YWCA will mm-hmm. proudly stand up and say I'm a feminist like 100 percent through and that's through. awesome a lot of the husbands and yeah. the sons of the women that work there um it's you know as long as you're an ally and you know we talked about empathize mm-hmm. and putting yourself in someone else's shoes um you know there's so much talk right now about um about abortion and you know the oh, yeah of Wade. Mm-hmm. and I you know I get, I get why people are against it, but it's like, then don't do it. Yeah. If you're against it, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have, have to, to somebody judge else. judge somebody else. I know. I, I really, I really promote just like it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do with your body, with your family, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what, to to reach your happiness. Yeah. Whatever you need to do, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be able to tell somebody else. What no. Do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. I am. Uh, I. I want you to keep sharing what's going to be happening with the YWCA and events. And yeah, like I said, text me and email me because I can't keep up with life. I really can't, but I would have definitely gone to that. That's so exciting. It's going to come up again next year. Okay. Um, And this will be the fourth time that I've done it personally. And I was kind of, I've been talking to uh, Angelique Powell at the Yes. Yeah. um, Because I'm like, I feel like we might need a new piece this year. Uh She's really engaged in theater. Um, And I was just, like I don't know is it too much like doing it over and over again mm-hmm. like are people getting sick of it because um, a lot of people have been to all three all mm-hmm. performances to support mm-hmm. and it's great I mean it's such a it it, it stands true to the test of time for yeah sure, the yeah monologues. Um, but I was like maybe there's something else out there that we could do um, but we change events I mean other than October is domestic violence awareness mm-hmm. month like you said and then in March we have our empowerment awards gala yes oh that was year. so incredible um, you did a fantastic that job was, um, that was wow that was it, great was this sold out? Yeah. It, I had to stop. I, were you mute just... to the roll. <laughs> to the roll. And so River is a casino where we held it. Um, you know, I had, I guess, you know, 300. That's yes. That's usually done, 300. Wow. So that was our goal. Um, and then, like, the week of registration, you know, the week before the event, it was, like, 310. So I emailed her. I'm like, oh, we're up to 310. She's like, mm-hmm. okay. And then, like, a couple days later, I'm like, well, uh, we're up to 320 now. And she's like... 
okay. And then, like, for the day before the event, I'm like, I think we're at, like, 345. She's like, oh, my God, I have to check with the kitchen. I don't know if we ordered. What a great problem. (laughs) Such a good problem. I had no idea that that was a thing. So I had to, like, shut down the registration. We're going for 400 this year. Wow. We're doing 10 tops this time um, to make room for more people. Are you keeping it there? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was it was beautiful. It yeah. was organized. It flowed. It's a great. great. It's so like, fun to just celebrate. Oh, that's exactly what it was. It was yeah. a celebration. Awesome. I mean, from everywhere, from youth to to adult. I mean, to like not even like adults, but like it was yeah. it was great. I know. I know. Um, nominations will be going open. The, uh, oh, the girl, you know I'm on it. Um, but this month, so for domestic violence awareness month, we had our trivia night to kick off to something fun at Frog Alley Brewing um, last night and then uh, Thursday next week we have a resource fair like an empowerment resource fair at our main building it's open to the public but really there to support survivors again it's like mm. a one stop shop in the safety of the YW um, we'll have all of our partners there, people can come and find resources on job opportunities, housing opportunities, health and wellness mm. um, county resources uh, you know how to get connected into the community with different opportunities so really something for everybody there that's um, great yeah we really try to we do that a couple times a year so yeah. it's going to be a big one and then the week after that we're doing an empowerment breakfast at the edison club with dr, dr. shay yes um and one of uh, a survivor that's been through our services that i actually met last year at the empowerment awards wow. um, she came up to me she was there with one of the sponsors she works at the at the agency mm. um she had come up and disclosed that she had been through our services. So I was like, well, let's grab coffee because, mm. you know, let's, let's talk. I want to hear your story. Um, and so now she has been sharing um, and she wants to share her story at the breakfast. So I'm really excited that's for her if she hasn't done that before. That's incredible. Um, so that'll be a great, that's, that's great. October 12th, tickets are on event break for that. And then last but not, not least at all is the Take Back the Night Mark. Yes, I can't wait for that. This is my first experience. Well, I'm so excited for it. Ever since I've been working at the YW, it's like the staff's favorite event of the whole year. So we, it's like good old-fashioned march. Really. Yeah. Um, we have like a brief program where we have some speakers, <clears throat> usually some uh, survivors that will speak to the crowd, some music, and then we take to the streets and we march up the Union and go over to Erie and come back down uh, State Street. We've got <clears throat> police escort and mm. we have our megaphones and our chants and we're just like screaming to the rooftops. About yes. Mm. Yeah. I cannot wait. Night. Yeah. Tell me now... What is the difference between the Schenectady and Troy location? If someone were to want to join or sure. want to volunteer, sure. how does that, what's the different, yeah. like how does? So this is, we, we've been talking, uh, Jamie Krauss and I uh, over at the Troy YWCA, we've been talking for a couple of years now about trying to figure out some way, potentially a campaign, to really help people understand that we are not, other than being each other's biggest cheerleaders mm-hmm. and um, being so close and, and, you know, talking to each other regularly, we don't share any of the same, like, programs or budgeting. Like, if, if someone donates to them, it's not going to our programs, vice versa. We're always in contact because Got people it. are always reaching out to us about the other one. Um, and so, yeah, it's, we, we're just chapters of an association. Okay. But um, we have been looking for grants to collaborate. We've been looking, uh, I saw, saw a star over the summer at an event. We're talking about ways to, like, um, bridge like do staff training mm, together that's like, nice really trying to like use our resources to help each other um and we'll, we'll always do that we'll keep doing that that's and, awesome yeah, they're great, it's a great group over there. so now tell me more about you as a mom 
Let's get into it. <laughs> so I have a seven-year-old son. His name is Noah. He's in second grade, um, and it is just me. And when you hear single mom, mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of things come to mind, people's situations. Um, but when I say single, it is just me. Mm. Uh, thank God for my family. They are here. But um, his dad uh, and I separated in 2019. Um, his dad struggles with addiction, and he's really been out of the picture uh, for the most part since we split. He'll come back in and out um, every now and again, but it's it's been like the purpose, you know, through hard times, yeah. through difficult times. Um, you know, some of my friends that know me personally and things that I've been through, they're like, you're so strong, you're mm, so strong. Yeah. And I'm like, what other choice is there? Right. Like, I don't understand. No, I, like, I have yeah. a seven-year-old son. What, yeah. else, what else am I supposed to do? It's turning your pain into your purpose. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, I you know, for my own benefit, because with Bria, she asks very randomly about her real father. And like you, yeah. not in the picture at all. Right. I actually didn't even put him on the birth certificate. So I call him sperm donor. Yeah. I mean, really, that's, thanks. I, You're, I mean, like, she looks exactly <laughs> like him. It's great. So I try not to be like, ow. <laughs> so hard but tell me how you manage that do you have those discussions with him about about that does he ask yet or is just we keeping that brain nice and innocent like how do how do how do you navigate that I know that's like that's like oh I was gonna check in with myself about that Mm -hmm. because um I obviously never speak badly about his father yeah you know ever um but then for a long time I like avoided it like anytime he brought it up I would like change the subject or try to like glaze over it and as he got older I'm like that's not good either like I was saying he's sick for a long time oh my god that's what I was that's what she still yes but Bria still says that is he still sick right (sighs) I didn't want him to associate wow being sick yes like 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 a a heart attack like or grandma's sick yes associate it with like people leaving his life so um we have talked a little like as he's getting older he doesn't really understand drugs like you know addiction yet Mm -hmm. Um, but I just assure him that dad loves him and he, you know, it's not his fault. You know, he's had moments where he's gotten upset and, you know, where's my best friend, you know, my dad, um, because he has been in and out and I really try, you know, if his, if his dad were to call me and say, you know, I'm doing good. I want to get back in his life. And it's like, let's pump the brakes. Like, let's meet first. Let's talk about what the plan is, what you're doing. Um, because I don't like the back and forth, you know what I mean? I'd almost rather be like either go So confusing, or, yeah. You know what I mean? Stay mm-hmm. or go. Um, and so I really have relied on other moms that have been through it, um, research, uh, therapy. Yeah. Things like that. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Just to check in and, you know, I'm not going to have the answers and I'm sure eventually I'll probably get him in therapy. Yeah. Um, but he's got really strong male role models. He's got a great Uncle George, my father, in his life, and I always also um, email like the school staff mm-hmm. and make sure that they understand our, our home life. Yeah, um, because you know Father's Day comes up, right. And draw a picture of your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make sure that they are allies in that with me. Yes. Um, and like meet the teacher night was last night, and I couldn't be there. I had a work event, so mm-hmm. it's just me. Um, so I communicated with the teacher. She sent me what they were doing ahead of time, so he didn't come in and nothing was at his desk for him. Um, so just like working with the staff kind of through some of those challenges, it's been really effective too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think back the times when, before Joe came into our life and, and when it was just Bria and I, and the moments when there was 
donuts with daddy and father's day and she would always write cards for my father for her for her papa and we would do bagels with Bria and Brittany or you know so it's like those moments that um as long as you're like just feeding that that compassion and that love and showing that so yeah that's it's tough how are you how do you manage just like with how busy your schedule is and your events and and doing it all as a single parent and 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 like when I when you say single like you said single doing it all financially and everything everything that goes along with that I mean it's definitely challenging it's but you know you have your work I always say like you're expected to work like you don't have kids and you're expected to parent like you don't have a full-time job yeah so Mm. it's this constant balance um I'm really grateful that the lie is understanding I've been very transparent with my boss through everything that I've gone through yeah not that she, you know, is like 100% accommodating, like I can do whatever I want, yeah. but like she understands if Noah, if I get called from the school that he's sick and something that I get, I'm like, it doesn't yeah. matter what's on schedule, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really like put things in place to where it's not all, you know, if, if Lauren's gone, the whole thing can't happen. Like I've got a great team, um, she's, she's stepped up in my absence, um, and my family is local and always, you know, always for the most part able to help me. And now as he's been getting, um, you know, further along in school, I've developed a really, really strong group of mom friends nice. that he's in school with, and they're all in my neighborhood. And so I don't like oh, to do it often because it's exhausting, mm-hmm. especially with moms with multiples to be like, hey, can I drop Noah off for, you know, an hour? <laughs> oh, God, I remember that. Oh, you feel I so do guilty. That. I don't want to do that. No, today, I know. in a pinch, um, I have you need to lean in as, like, my emergency contact to, to dismiss Noah yeah. for her. get there no. something I can't just leave there's not every situation that I can just leave at work it's asking for help to, you know, yeah crisis or someone's in danger mm-hmm. or figure out something um yeah so it's it's a constant every day just the gears are going it, all the time all the yeah, time never stop yeah. it's it's that asking for help how hard is that for you and I remember just being a single parent and I actually still say this to this day for to Joe because I I still struggle with I don't want to ask you to do things for Bria or even though it's been five years but I still struggle with that of asking for help how do you do you lean in on that do you embrace that I know you said you're close with your family but it's really hard it's like, You've been doing it your whole life, you know. It's just. And there's people that will jump in at the drop of a hat. Yeah, of course, right. Um, But I know everybody's carrying around their own stuff. Right, right. right. Just hate to Uh to add more to the the, more to the fair equation. Um, But you know, I know I I feel vulnerable enough to ask for help when I when I really really need it, Mm -hmm. or I have to stop something at work and say. So, so grateful for that. I, since I've met you, one thing I've loved so much about you is your confidence and how you portray yourself. And it shows just from all your past experiences that you are so resilient. Tell me more about how you've cultivated that confidence. It's something that I just and that inspires me about you but also what we want to give to our listeners and to the mom boss maximizer community is that's one of the core values is cultivating that confidence so tell me how you've just how you cultivated that and how you give it to others and yeah. I, 
You know, I'm a really firm believer. I've never been the type of person um, that has, like, a lot of acquaintances. Like, you know, you have, like, a lot of friends. Yes. And the relationship. Like, I have I have a small circle of very deep relationships. Mm. Um, and I've always been like that. And I, I don't know if it's, like, you know, as a younger child, the youngest sibling, too. Like, you're kind of the fixer in the family. Yeah. The, the comic relief in, like, yes. situations. Yeah. So, I've always been like that kind of duck on the water with the legs going underneath and just cool, calm, and collected. Um, there's very little that kind of throws me off my game. I have just found in my experience working with people in crisis, um, if you respect somebody and you use mm. empathy and you put yourself in people's shoes, you're going to get really far mm. as far as like building relationships in life. Um, and so confidence, I don't know, with age, it's really come mm-hmm. to a point where like, I know who I am. Like, even, like, if you heard something about me out in the community and you're like, that's, that's not her, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the, the people that I've been vulnerable with and that I've shared myself with, I I know that they, they see me and um, and I'm confident in that mm-hmm. person. You know, I, I am out there to be kind. I would never want to cause harm to people. Um, and so, like, I know who I am. And yeah. I think, you know, approaching 40 now, it's just this feeling of very, like, yeah. And I, and I really, you know, I spend a lot of my time with uh, younger, you know, employees at the YW and people that I've come across just trying to, like, just kind of share that with them. It's yeah. like you, if you can look yourself in the mirror or you can put your head down at night and you've done all you can, mm. you've been kind and you've done your best, that's all you can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many things in this world that we just don't have control over. Mm-hmm. Especially, like you said, when we're at this point in our life right now. It's not serving me. No, and that negative energy, yes, being able to let go and having that, and I appreciate you saying having that small circle and that I've experienced that more and more as I've gotten older. And so when you're talking about this, I'm like, it's just you, we develop so much more wisdom. Yes. And yes, me too. I know. I look at, I think about myself as a 20 year old. Yeah. Yeah, what were you, <laughs> you thought you knew everything. I yeah. thought I knew everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yeah. the positions that I had at work, you know, thinking back, like you know, I was 23 years old managing like a group home for mentally ill people. Um, <laughs> Which, okay, continue that, but we're going to, I want you to talk about your experience in, in yes, that yes. as well. So, like, in that, I'm in Florida, I'm going to state hospitals and interviewing people that are like locked in a state hospital at 23 years old. Wow. Please. I still use it to this day. Oh, let me hear it. Lessons that I've learned about mental health. So, mm. um, working with people with mental health, learn about it. Like it, it really is incredible mm. like, what people are dealing with and how the mind works to cope with trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just all the things, all the things. Yeah, <laughs> like it's being, a lot. Like working with people that have severe mental health is um, it's just really, really eye-opening. So they're in Florida.
decided that we would bring him um, to the group home and we would help him get back into the community and give him a chance. Um, so he came to the door. I mean, it was like Hannibal Lecter, the way they delivered this guy to the door. It was no. crazy. So oh. he comes in, still Golden Retriever energy, just the nicest guy that you could ever meet. And he would say really off-the-wall things, but he was sweet as pie, really mm-hmm. protective of all the staff. Um, and one day he's following me around, asking for, you know, he had a cordless phone that like everybody shot him the whole thing. <laughs> so he's following me around. With the antenna? Yes. <laughs> Basically. He's following me around all day, telling me that he's got to call the CIA. Oh. All day. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I, I, you know, I got this coming, I got this going on, just give me a second. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like this guy, like, just get over it, you know? So finally, like, the end of the day comes, he's like, Lauren, I gotta call the CIA. I have to call. I'm like, you know what? Here, here's the phone. So I let him go, and um, he comes back, like, a few minutes later, gives me the phone. I was like, all right, thanks, and walks away. So, like, maybe a half hour later, the front door, knock on the front door, like, two men in black dudes are at the front door. And I'm like, can I help you? And they're like, we're here to see Danny. And I was like, you know, policy procedure. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> He's here, and they're like, do you know who we are? And they, like, flash, like, the CIA badge. Oh, my God! No! You got to get to their level. You have to be on their level. episode that's like mm -hmm. um so it's really i use that story about danny because it was just one of those moments where i was like wow you You were 22 23 23 when that happened i couldn't believe it it was just one of those one of those things that i'll carry with me forever you must do you must have grown up quick gaining so much experience uh, a lot of and you know you had your own personal experience but the professional experience has led you to being a boss it's really incredible and I think you know like you were saying like confidence like keeping yourself uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you'd be surprised what what you can do you really will be surprised about what you can do as long as you can maintain that again respect kindness Mm -hmm. listening to people empathizing with people Um, I mean life is just funny it is Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. It sure does. Um, and you were asking me earlier about working in the men's uh, jail. Yes. Um, so I worked out in Boston for a little while where I was in a male uh, county jail and was working with inmates getting ready to be released out in the community and helping. 
housing, setting up their first medical appointment, wow. jobs, things like that. And it was, I mean, it wasn't like high level, you know, crime type of stuff, but I, like you said, walking into a male facility that first day is like a 30 year old and like, you know, my little loft trail of tattoos, <laughs> <laughs> ballet flats back then, and just like all the eyes and I'm like, oh God. Um, and they asked me to leave the batter's intervention program. So there was like a, a binder. Um, and so I had to like go up to my first day leading the course. I went up and I grabbed the intercom and I was like, you know, batter's intervention program in the group room and I saw all their faces and then when they got in the room they're like can you call it something else or mm. speaker mm-hmm. um, and so I changed it to healthy relationships and it was like crazy the amount more participation that I got just by like changing the name all about the rephrase reframe it yes of course um, and you know men can be in unhealthy relationships too mm-hmm. so really like deep diving I mean anybody that was in like a higher level like had really like abused and done some damage they weren't in the facility that I was in this was more really working with people that had addiction issues that had just really really unhealthy relationships um and some of them were were abusers and batters um and just to go over this curriculum with them and kind of see their their kind of minds like you know things were clicking and things they were understanding Mm. um that you know you're never it's not going to benefit anybody like being this way in a relationship yeah you're not going to get what you want yeah. And you're certainly not going to attract a partner mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is going to, you know, put up with this long term. Yep. Um, I'm, so yeah, I'm amazed about you being put into an all-male facility. What were you, what was like the percentage of women working in that facility, if you can yes. remember? So, um, it was, it was really low. And how was that? Yeah, like, how did, how did you, how did you feel about that? We were contracted, it was like a, I was working for like a counseling team. It was like a, an outside group. And then we came in, they basically turned Expect, know right. Expect the unexpected. Yep. Felt that tent. So, yeah, it was, again, a really good learning experience. I, I think my first group there, I went in and sat down and said something like, Well, you're all here because, you know, you broke the law or something. So, real stupid like that. And they were all like, Oh, you think you know us? You know, like, and uh-huh. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, it was just such a weird, and in Boston especially, I mean, you had inmates that were like, Taking bets for like the Pats game, from the office, it was just like this wild experience. Yeah, yeah. Talk about tenacity. Like your tenacity, your just your courage and ambition is so inspiring. What have been some of your most proudest accomplishments? You've had a you've had a lot. I love this conversation, and you were by far. I am so happy to bring you on as the first guest. I, I'm really, really happy that we're having this conversation. Yeah, I know. I feel like we have so much more in common. Like, I know. If we keep talking. It's yeah. going to be like, oh, God. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, so I think, I don't know. I just like being in the situations that we've talked about here and yeah. um, always feeling supported by a good team. Mm. Uh, and like you said, like I, I get these opportunities to have these jobs and do these things. I, there's not a whole lot that I've said no to if I think it's like, for a greater good, like for a okay. better purpose. Is it hard to say no? Mm, not as I get older. 
other. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Situations now, but back then I was so like just hungry to like Mm -hmm. learn and like help make the community a better place. Yeah. In my mind, all the jobs that I had, I was just really working to improve the community. Mm -hmm. That was always like again, I wanted to start out being a a law like in law enforcement, a police officer. Um, And then as I got further into school, I really thought like community rehabilitation and helping people that have maybe lost their way, you know, with addiction or mental health and just need a little extra help. Um, I mean, there's so many turns that life can take. Yeah. Just to be able to be there for somebody that needs a little, you know, just needs help. Mm -hmm. Just needs a little guidance. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's been a, it's been a really unique position to be in. Yeah. In that chair across that desk from people. Um, But it's been a privilege to be trusted with Mm, The trust. The trust. How, I'm glad you said that. How, how have you experienced or struggled with trust, both personally and professionally? Has it, and I'm saying this because I'm selfishly relating to myself and experiencing a lot of trust in your personal relationships. Has that affected or impacted just how you've run the YWCA or just in, in your professional setting? like a factor in the equation of someone getting better or someone's success mm. and it's really not yeah it's really not I feel it's really up to them yeah um, it, the control you're talking about yeah especially like um substance abuse mm-hmm. like I, I remember feeling so deflated uh doing that work with the relapse and overdoses it was devastating yeah um and I thought well if I just stayed that extra hour if I had just done that call at 3 mm. a.m you know but it's not if it's I not if I yeah. if I it's really, yeah like, No new friends. No new friends. <laughs> accepting applications right now for the circle. I can't take anymore. Um, but people, I mean, really, people come and go. You have, yeah. to be, you have to be accepting. And I don't know. I don't know if it's healthy or not. Yeah. I expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because of my divorce or, um, I mean, I certainly my family has been supportive my whole life. I've had friends for a really long time. But I, I don't even know if it's trust. It's just like. Nothing is permanent. Yeah. How have you found ways for yourself to heal yeah. from your? Oh my! I know. Here I go. Am I, am I a fucking therapist right now? I'm just. You tell me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> have. <laughs> but like, as as we've gotten older, it's like you think about like if we're not if we're not healing and, and overcoming this adversity and, and these, in these obstacles, and that's a lot of, of what I talk about. So how are we able to move on and move forward? I mean, you are so, I just love your mindset. You have such a growth mindset. So has it taken you a long time to heal or is it, does it, does it, does it affect you negatively impact you in any ways? Professionally I'm talking. Mm. Yes. So, like, again, 40th birthday. Yeah. Um, 
But I think just like being really understanding of who you are. I don't know it all. I'm not going to know it all. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in anything. Um, I, I really just believe that, you know, healing, you're healing. When I, every time I've opened up and been vulnerable, it's been a source of healing. Mm, yes. We were sharing a little bit about TikTok. Yeah. I love TikTok, um, and I watch a lot of it, but I, there's been a couple of times that I've shared like vulnerable uh, mm-hmm. moments, uh, either in my life or about my divorce on there. And I've always been like, you know, I'll get maybe a few likes from other videos that I've done yeah. about a recipe or something like that, but I share something vulnerable and people just start flooding the, you know, reaching out about, you know, me too. I've mm-hmm. been through that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm so glad that you came out on the other side. Yeah. You're doing great. You're a great mom. You know, like things like that. And just that connection that's healing yeah it is to be vulnerable and have people just like reach out and say like me too yeah like it makes you feel so much less alone in what you're going through and that's really empowering too yeah it is having that voice too so if there's any advice that you would give any women who are looking to grow start a business or in that career path that they're in what advice would you give and you have a lot because you've had so much i would say be brave do Mm. things that Yeah. Um, be authentic. The only person you know how to be is yourself. Yeah. Like don't and lean into it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's all the women that I've met that I look at and I'm just like, wow. It's because like they're so them. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. like nerdy, dorky, like whatever yeah. their thing is, like embrace it. Um, and and just always be there for other women. Yeah. I mean, other people, anybody, really. Yeah. But yeah. in general, but it's I always you. nice yes. to just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're saying it to each other right now, guys. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right. We're going to play a little this or that game. Let's do it. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go for something lighter, please. <laughs> I was really intense and, and serious, guys. This sounds way more fun. Yeah, it does. It does. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Books or podcasts? Ooh, what? No, that's okay. What book are you currently reading? Or do you, or what's your favorite book? Whatever one. I just um, visited a new bookshop across from Palette and Schenectady. I'm escaping the name. Um, Sarah May Pratt is the owner. She used to own Puzzles. It's in the place where Puzzles Cafe used to be. But it's like this bakery, bar, uh, library. Oh. You can go in and buy books and eat sweets and get a coffee or a cocktail. Yeah. Wait, I go to Schenectady Palette like once or twice a week. Right across the street. Okay. Like Biblio. I don't know. Yeah. I mess it up, but it's something like that. Okay. Um, but I just got a book there recommended by the girl I was with, and it's about um, when the schools began to integrate in Boston. Mm. And just living in Boston and the different, in Dorchester and things like that, I thought it was really interesting and I wanted to read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and are you, are you ever in the location above Pallet, the YW ups, upstairs? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to shoot you a text when, yeah, I, when please, I go over. Please. All right, next, yoga or cardio? Okay. Yeah. High heels or sneakers? Sneakers, baby. <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. <laughs> love it. I love Rihanna. <laughs> I love them both. That's a really hard one, actually. I always love Rihanna. Mentorship or networking? Ooh. I probably network more, mm. but I love a good mentorship. I know. Yeah. That's hard. It's hard. Ooh. Okay. Networking. Okay. <laughs> Lipstick or lip gloss? All right. Empowerment workshops or self-care retreats? Self-care retreats. 
Right. Do you go on any? Not nearly enough. Um, I do regular like spa days with some girlfriends. We do spa marabou, um, and then uh, I mean it's not really for my 40th birthday. Yeah. We're gonna, um, a group of friends and I are going to Woodstock for the day. So much fun. Yeah. That's great. I'm, one of my questions was, what do you do for self care? Yeah. Then we skipped that. So. I so my 40th birthday, I just wanted to like have a me day. Yes. And I was going to do it all alone, and I started telling my girlfriends about my day, and they're like, "That sounds really fun." I want to get a tattoo. Aww. Yes. Go down to Woodstock and yeah. just like flip through records and mosey around and have a good drink. Good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, that's so much fun. It's I actually just experienced going down there this summer. It's so cute, it's so quaint, it's intimate. It's it's different. It's close. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Pantsuit or dress? Dress. Hmm. Yes. Oprah with sneakers. Yes. Oprah or Michelle Obama? God. Isn't that hard? It's a hard. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Michelle Obama. Okay. Yeah. TED Talks or panel discussions? TED Talks. Hmm. Yeah. Journaling or affirmations? Journaling. Ah. You have... Oh, is that one of like, is that a habit of yours? Is that something that, do you write or do you type? I write. I have actual journals. I stack them next to my bed. I started in high school journaling. I love journaling. And I go away from it. And then every time I'm like, yeah. I take it to the book. Mm. Um, because it really, it's very cathartic to, to just get it out. And yes. it's so interesting to like two years from now look back. Look back. And like be like, wow. Yes. I'm so dumb, right? No, <laughs> I know. I look back. I'm like, I, I, I wish I was journaling more through my 20s yeah. and my 30s, and I started doing it. But I've been told from a lot of my co- coaches and mentors that writing it is just, it's different, and it feels different. And so, personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, just writing for no one else mm. is really too. That's awesome. Oh, wait, here we go. We're in construction. And then my last question is, if there was one woman alive or past that you could have coffee with lunch with who would that be my grandmother oh betty, betty. She's my best friend oh like betty. oh my so, god i love it <laughs> she my father's mother uh she was my best friend like i came home in college and would introduce all my friends to her like her door was always open she was such a riot um just the comedic relief of the entire family and i miss her every day i wish my son met her she was that is great oh my goodness I I just love you I am so happy we got to connect and this is just only the beginning really you are so incredible you're just your ambition and so inspiring and mostly empowering just what you're doing in the community thank you we need a lot more women like you so thank you so much and uh, I'm going to put all of your information and links and events here in the notes absolutely is there anything else you would like to share with the YWCA or anything that you um, want to promote Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. You're awesome. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. And please, if you would like to write a review, go for it and share, put up on your story. We appreciate all of it. So, all right, ladies, time to unlock your potential and have a great day.